Okay, ladies, it's time for us to get real with each other. Have you ever said, I feel like I have been dieting forever and I just can't do it anymore? Do you feel like it's time for you to reboot, refresh, and retool your mindset so you can really focus in on the habits and skills that are going to give you that long-term sustainable results that you've been longing for for like ever? Well, here's the thing, right? We all know how to reboot our computers. You press control, alt, delete, and boom, the problem goes away. But how do you reboot your metabolism, your mindset, and your habits when you've been dieting since the early 90s? How do you shift your mindset so that you can really focus on your habits and the skills that are going to give you that long-term sustainability? Here's the thing. Women of every age have struggled with this issue. And it's not just you. And it's not just getting shape in shape after 40. I mean, that would be really nice. It is about managing your weight for the rest of your life with ease. And yes, it can be effortless. I don't know who needs to hear this, but how you get your goal is how you keep your goal. So if you can't drink another green juice, you can't take an extra body pump class, this is what I want you to do. In this podcast, I want you to click on the link for the Reboot and Refocus. It is a, it's a success series that I will be running later this fall, and I want to make sure you get the first dip. So just hop on that wait list. And when you do that, when I open the doors, you'll be the first person to get in for this new free training that I will be hosting later this fall. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits, and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable, and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. This week's iTunes review is brought to you by Jackie O. Jazzhands. She writes a great, funny podcast about real topics we all struggle with. Kim gives great advice and support to people to live their best life. Ah, that just fills my heart. Thank you so much for taking the time to write me that five-star review. And for those of you who have yet to leave that five-star review, all you have to do is go on to iTunes or wherever ever you listen to this podcast and do the same thing and I will read it on the air. So thank you so much, Jackie O'Jazzhands. It fills me up when I get read those reviews from the heart. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, Magic Makers, it's Kim here and I have a great episode for you today. Ah, so this episode is inspired by a gentleman by the name of Ron Rivera. And Ron Rivera... (laughs) is the head coach of the Washington football team. Um, They are formerly known as the Washington Redskins, and they've changed their name because of uh, cultural appropriation. So he took over the the team, right, as as they were changing the name of the changing the name of the team. And they also were having a little bit of a toxic culture going on, and they needed to really have a facelift for the team. And the um, 
reporter asked him, he's like, you know, there was so much change going on at the team. What made you step in? You know, not only, you know, whenever there's a coaching change, there's always like a little like ruffling. Um, but they're like, what made you decide like, to take this, this gig? Like, what made you, you know, step up to, to the challenge for this? And he said, you know, when it comes to change, there's really three rules. And he said, it's your attitude, it's your preparation, and it's your effort. Though that's what's going to get you through a change. That's going to get you through a, a turbulent time. And I was like, dang, that's some stuff. And I'm like, you know what? That's something that I need to talk about. That's something that we have to need to have a conversation with. You know, you and I need to have this conversation because I think I see so many people repeating the same mistakes over and over and over again because they are afraid of change. They know with certainty that even if they don't get the same damn results that they think they're going to get, I know the steps, right? You know, it's kind of like um, when you drive home, do you think about how you get home? You know, like, you know that you take exit 55, you know that you make a right at the Sunoco side, you know, you make a left here, you make a right there and you don't even think about it, you know, and uh, except for like, um, you know, maybe when like the change of seasons, you know, I have this house, um, down the street from me that has a very beautiful garden. And, you know, I drive past in the wintertime, I drive past it every damn day. But in the summertime, I drive past like, oh, the blah, blah, blahs are blooming. The so-and-so, so-and-so the blooming. And honestly, I don't really know flowers. So I, you know, <laughs> I'm usually like, oh, the purple flowers are out. Oh, the yellow flowers are out. And that's like, that's the only time I noticed that house. And so, you know, the same thing can be said for us when it comes to change. Like, you know, we do what feels comfortable. We do what feels certain for us, even if we're certain that we're not going to get the results. We think we're going to get different results because we're, it's a different day, you know, different time of year, whatever. And so I was like, how do I apply this to weight loss? You know, this is such a powerful um these three things are so powerful by them. These individuals are powerful on their own, but they're just amazingly powerful when you put them together as in, in, in uh, systematized. That's the word I'm searching for. And you systematize them. So the first place is attitude. Like this is just like blew my mind attitude. So of course, you know, I, I got to start by giving a definition because, you know, people like, I, I, you know, someone can give you attitude. I'm really good at that. And I'm sure some of you are really good at giving attitude, but <laughs> what does attitude really mean? It is a settled way of thinking or feeling. It is a framework, a point of view, a mental state, right? So that is attitude. So think about it. We all have an attitude, a point of view about weight loss. Some of us are like, weight loss is hard. You have to struggle. You got to give up this. You know, it has to look like this. I should be doing that. And that's, you know, that's where we, our attitudes keep us stuck. You know, I, I talk, people talk a lot about mindset, but they don't really like unpack mindset. Like they, like mindset is this like nebulous thing that people talk about, but it's either you have a growth mindset or a fixed mindset. And what that, what that means is if I have a growth mindset, it means like, you know what, even though right now it feels sucky, I have the ability to get out of the suckiness where a fixed mindset is like, no, that's just how it is. I'm just meant to suck. I'm just meant to be, it's meant to be hard. And I'm just going to wallow in my own poop. Like that's, those are the two attitudes that we have here, the two mindsets that we have here. And so where 
you know, as Ron is taking over this team, he could be laying in the poop or he could be like, you know what? Right now we're in the poop, but there's going to be sunshine and glitter down the road. And so when it comes to our attitudes around weight loss, many of us have this black and white thinking like this is how it has to be. But what I've learned over my 15 years of working on myself and working with clients, there's shades of gray right? Not everything is black and white. The human body, if the human body was black and white, dang, my job would be so darn easy. Like even medical doctors are taking their best guess. They're, you know, based on the evidence that you're presenting to them, they're like, okay, I think it's this. And we're going to take a swath at it based on my evidence, based on my experience. That's what doctors do. That's what a good coach does. But it's sometimes you know, the evidence can trick you. I, for, for example, me, I am that person who, um, I had a UTI probably like 15 years ago. I had a UTI and I had all the symptoms of, I was, I was nauseous. I was like, I, I couldn't hold anything down. That is like the bottom of the list when it comes to UTIs. That is like the very bottom of the list. Now, when it comes to, um, food poisoning, that's at the top of the list. So before they could even figure out what was wrong with me, they were like, we just need to get you to stop puking. I'm like, yes, yes, I need to stop puking. So that's, I had to have an open, like my doctor had to have an open mind because he's like, well, well although you're exhibiting the everything for food poisoning or some type of like stomach flu, you have other symptoms that aren't in alignment with that. So I want you to think about like, this is like shades of gray. We all have them and change our attitude around no, thinking that there's an immediate action, immediate resp- response. If I take an action, you know, for example, so many of us think that if I were to lose the weight, I should, by the end of the week, you know, there's always this like myth. Oh, if I do, you know, drop my 500 calories, I get in my exercise, I should be losing one to two pounds a week. Well, if we were a um, calculator, yeah, that would, that would work out. If we were some, if our bodies were some type of machine, that would work out. But unfortunately, that's not how our bodies work. You know, sometimes like boom, 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 the weight drops off and then the weight just pauses there. So that's where so many people are like, I'm doing all the work and I'm getting no results. And that's where so many people stop. And they're like, I need a pivot and I need to find something else, something harder, something a little bit more stringent, something a little bit more so that I can continue to get the results over and over and over again. But here's the thing, right? Let that those setbacks fuel you versus using them as evidence that you are not supposed to get what you want. And it's... Those setbacks is where if I'm following a process, I can look and say, okay, what's going on, right? Here's why I ask myself better questions. Instead of saying everything I'm doing is crap and I'm like, throw it out the window. Here's what I say to myself, huh? Okay. I've taken this step. I've reduced my calories. I've done this. I've done this. I've done this. Okay. Let's start. What the heck am I eating? Am I eating McDonald's? Am I eating fried food? Am I, what am I eating? Am I eating just, you know, like, am I filling up all my calories on like bread? Like what's going on? So I can really like open the hood and unpack what's going on. If I have a process, the other place is that with our attitude, we have to change who we're around. 
And I remember when I was, um, I was competing, I was the only woman at my gym. Actually, I'm, I'm lying. There was another one, Melissa. Shout out to Melissa. She's one of my really good friends. Um, she and I were the only women at the gym who literally like crushed it. Like, we were the only women at the gym who would lift up the heavyweights. We were the only women in, in the gym who were really like going in with a focus, with a plan and not just like walking around and just like bopping from this machine to the other machine. And I was like, wow, oh, there's no one else. And then every Sunday I used to go to what was called Sunday sessions. And every Sunday I would rock around and my husband would call it, you're going to the super friends because I would go there and every woman in there felt the same way I did about the gym. They were like, the gym, you pick up some heavy weights, you crush your workout and you walk out the door, right? It's not the place for you to like, you know, be social. And so I want you to think about the same thing. Like who's, who are you surrounded by? Are you surrounded by negative Nancy's? Are you surrounded by people who are telling you like life has to be hard and this is the way it has to be? Or are you surrounding yourself around people who are like, endless possibilities. You know, there are, you know, there are poppy fields out there for you to be running through. Um, and you know, I'm fortunate that I I have a lot of people in my life that are like, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. And I hope that I am that person for other people, um, in my life. One of the big things I say when it comes to changing attitude, you have to laugh. Like laughing is one of my favorite things. You know, I laugh every day. Laughing is one of the reasons why I married my husband. You know, like I said, you know, when I was like throwing, throwing it out to there to the big you, like what I was looking for in a partner is like someone, you know, he had nice teeth, nice hands, handy and made me laugh. And there are like at least once a week, my husband like makes me have like a belly laugh laughing. And that is that. And I also belly laugh at myself. Like I teach, I teach a few classes few classes a week. And there are plenty of times that I make mistakes all the time, but I laugh at myself and I bring the class in with me to laugh at me, to know, to invite them to be like, to call me on my stuff, to invite them to be like, Kim, you made a mistake. And I'm like, I did. Oh my goodness. Look at me. And I have to, or like, it would just like, life would be so stinking hard if I didn't laugh at myself. I, what's your attitude you have to know where you're going, right? Can how can you have with you know the human condition wants certainty, and how can I be certain if I don't know where I'm going or I'm always changing the destination? You know, so if one time I live in Boston, so one time I might be going to New York, one time it's California, one time it's Miami, one time it's Houston. If I'm all over the map, I'm not going to make any inroads. So I really have to be clear on like where it is I want to go and like in my mind's eye see where it is I want to go. You know, think about like when you're going on a vacation, right? You pick, let's say Jamaica, I'm going to Jamaica. And all of a sudden you can like on cue, pull up what that feeling of Jamaica is, right? You're like thinking about the sand. You're thinking about, you're sitting either at the pool or the, or the beach, you know, is someone bringing you a cocktail? (laughs) Is it slushy? What color is it? And you're starting to pull in those feelings, pull in those visual cues. Same thing can be said about weight loss, right? Think about like, all right, what, you know, when I get to my goal, this is, this is what I'm looking for. So that that's my motivation. You know, I talk about this regularly. So many people are like, Oh, I'm not motivated. I'm not motivated. Not motivated. Like, cause you, you can't see where you want to go. You haven't defined where it is that you want to go. 
And so when I do that, that gives me my why, right? You know, Simon Sinek, Simon Sinek talks about a why all the time. Why is why people do things, right? You know, why is why people buy from a certain company? You know, Apple, people buy from Apple because they know their why. Their why is to create, and you guys don't even go down this whole, like, you know, um, corporate greed, blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about the overall simplistic thing. They buy because they know that they're going to get a simple product. Apple is all about like beauty and simplicity, and they know the why behind the products. So have a why behind why you want to lose this weight. Why do you want to get healthy and fit? Because that's going to get your booty out of bed on a cold, dark morning. All right. That's what's going to get you from rolling over and putting the cover on your bed. If you're like, okay, if I'm laying in bed right now, is it going to get me any closer to where I want to be? And that's what you have to think about. Um, The last piece here under attitude is that realistic goals, you know, set realistic goals. It goes back to what, how I started this out. Like so many people are like, I should lose one to two pounds a week, right? Yeah. If you set in my fitness power, do you want to go aggressive? Do you want to go not so aggressive? And I will always say this. And I want to thank um, a good friend for me giving me this, these words, how do you get your goal is how you keep your goal. So if I go hard, guess what? I'm going to go hard all the damn time. And at some point you're going to want to get off that, that treadmill. You're going to get off that like hard train. And so we really want to start coming back and creating these realistic expectations versus I should be this weight. I should be doing this at the gym. I should be taking this long to the gym. I should be eating this way. I shouldn't be eating this way, Right. One of the biggest things that I have that really has helped me shift out of my fixed mindset is that this is a poem by Arthur Ashe. And it goes like this. Start where you are. Use what you can with what you got. Right. So take an assessment. Where are you? Right. You know, instead of trying to swing for the fences, you might just be like, you know, what? I might just be trying to get a base hit. And for those of you guys who aren't into sports, I apologize. But sports really work for analogies. Right. So the next piece here is you have to create a plan. Oh, sorry. You have to you have to prep. And in my mind, that is creating that is creating a plan. And so the plan, the the plan is what is the process that you're going to use? And so many of us will set this goal of like, I want to lose 200 pounds. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want to lose five pounds, right? We all set that, 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 that goal. This is what we're working towards, but nobody says, what, what are we looking to achieve? right? So it's like, this is what we want, but what are we looking to achieve by doing this goal? Are we looking to feel more confident? Are we looking to like, look better in our clothes? Are we looking so that when I go into my closet, everything fits? Am I, do I want to go on a beach vacation and like, just feel like I don't need to always be covering up things strategically? Why, you know, why that again, it comes back to this, why? And then what's the process? What are the actual steps that you're going to take? What are you going to focus on, right? So that, you know, these little small steps are going to start to add up. And the, and that's where we start to see our results. You know, it's, um, I say this regularly, right? You, you brush your teeth in the mirror uh, at night and you're like, I asked myself, how did today go? And I was like, you know what? 
I could have done this a little bit better today. Or, you know what? I crushed it. And it is not about you beating the crap out of yourself. It is just, it's constructive feedback to yourself that what, excuse me, what could I have done differently? Sometimes I try to bite off more than I can chew. Sometimes I like, I, and I do that. And I'm like, you know what, Kim, you try to do 400 things today. Who the heck do you think you are? You know, you know that you are really good when you pick three things. And if you hit those three things, boom, you can move on to the fourth thing. You know, I have a client who she's like, I'm just trying to do so much. And I look around at other people and they're just doing this and doing that and doing this. And I'm like, but what's your path? What's your plan? You know, some of us can, there are certain people out there that they can do. Like I know three is my, my, some days is my max. And then other days I can do five. And so I just have to live with where I am and not like lift my head up and be like, Oh, this person's doing this. And that per- ah. Comparison is a depth of joy. I had to focus on what I'm doing, what I'm trying to achieve and where the hell I'm trying to go, because I don't know where the other person I'm looking at is trying to go. I don't even know how long they've been doing it. They might be have been doing it for 20 years. And here I am just starting and I'm like, I'm still trying to like, you know, get the water out from behind my ears. So I really want you to start thinking about what is the, what is that process? And the same thing can be said about food. You know, it's, so many people will tell me, you know, they can go to the gym all day, every day. Like that's the easiest thing for them. Great. But food, whoa, ooh, ah, ooh. right. So here's where I always tell my clients, you have to have a 24 hour plan minimum. Some people can plan the whole week or others feel like if I plan the whole week, it just doesn't give me a lot of um, flexibility. That's the word, flexibility. But if I plan to 24 hours, so if I'm sitting down on a Monday, what's happening Tuesday? What am I eating for breakfast? What am I eating for lunch? What am I eating for dinner? Am I working out today? When am I working out today? Put that in your calendar. You know, put put your workouts in your calendar like an appointment you can't break. You know, I for me, I plan out my I plan out my week um, as far as my workouts. I sit down every Sunday and I'm like, boom. Monday morning, seven a.m. This is what I'm doing. Tuesday morning is Tuesday's my rest day. Wednesday, I'm doing this. Thursday, I'm doing this. Friday's my rest day. Saturday, I'm doing this. Like it's in my calendar as an appointment that I can't move. Do, do do things come up from time to time and I shift? Absolutely. But I know, like I sit down on Sunday night and it's in my calendar. It's not like, oh, am I going to work out tomorrow? Or like, or it, say it's Monday and I'm like, oh, maybe I'll work out today. No, it's like, this is what's going down today. Like I have a set an intention of what is going to happen on that particular day. Same thing with the 24 hour plan. Now I know a lot of people are like, well, I just want to have the flexibility with the food. Great. So I don't, I, I get that. I'm not that person who like when I meal prep, I don't sit down and I have like those perfectly like bundled foods where like you had some chicken, some broccoli and some brown rice. I don't do that. That makes me feel very like pigeonholed. For me, the plan is more about, I know in my fridge, there's chicken cooked, there's chicken grilled, there's meatballs, there is some quinoa, there is some butternut squash. And I have a whole plethora of other vegetables that I can decide on the fly. I have them already ready to go. I can say, okay, today I'm going to have chicken, butternut squash, and broccoli. Boom, throw it in the microwave. It's, it's good to go. 
Or, hey, tomorrow I'm going to have, I feel like having a salad. The chicken's there and have all the salad fixings so that it gives me the flexibility of like, I know what my protein is and I know what else I can put around to support it. But that's where, that's where the plan comes. Or I double cook dinner. So I know that like, I, whatever I make for dinner tonight, that's what's going to be dinner tomorrow or lunch the next day, depending on what I have going on. So do you see where, if I have like a little prep in me, it makes things a little bit easier because now I have a plan to follow versus going by the ebbs and the flows, flows of my ebbs and, ugh, ebbs and flows of my day. All right. I got a little tongue tied there. <laughs> Lastly, it's effort. All right. So effort, I have to give you a definition because effort, you know, is a big, um, it can be a little bit of a big nebulous word. So effort is uh, a vigorous or determined attempt. Okay. That's effort. So like doing the work, <laughs> all right, let's, let's just break it down. It's effort is doing the work. And so many people think it's about hustling, grinding, you know, crawling through glass, but what effort really does, whatever it really is, it's a mindset shift. Right, I took a mindset certification uh, course last, actually about a year, about a year ago last year, and she talked a lot. Um, the person who was running the course talked a lot about effort, and she said it is a mindset shift, right? And it, if you think about it, effort is a vigorous attempt to change your mindset. If I'm, if I believe that it has to be hard, it's going to take me a little bit to, to flip the switch, right? You know, many people think that like you're either on the wagon or off the wagon, like it's this light switch, boom, 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 boom. Right. But it's more like a, um, a dimmer switch. Cause like some days you like, you can raise the dimmer all the way up. And some days you're like, uh, I ain't feeling it. <laughs> and it might be like almost pitch black in the room, depending on what's going on, what's going on with you. And so when we get to this effort piece, it's realizing that, you know what, I'm feeling trapped. I'm feeling like I need to make a change. And we all know that feeling, that feeling of just being stuck, that feeling of just feeling uncomfortable. And here's where I just ask, like, how long can you just feel, be like in that place before you're like, it has to be different. Cause I know that that's where my, that was my turning point. I was like, you know what? I can't think about food all the damn time. I can't think about working out all the damn time. I have spent so much brain power on this stuff that I probably could have cured a number of cancers and probably come up with a plan for world peace. So here's where you, where you kind of say to yourself, like, I realize you can make a change and that while, yeah, not every day, it's going to be an amazing day. It's something you can learn for set you learn from your setbacks. No, know, know to yourself, like, okay, what are the obstacles that trip me up? And so we can start to have, you know, a plan B. Know that, uh, start to plan for, you know, I, I've talked about this all the time, good, better, best, right? What's a good day? What is a better day? What's a best day? So that way when we don't have a perfect day, because guess what? Like we not every day is gonna be perfect. It's called life. <laughs> we can start to really absorb and be able to um, shift and be like, okay, today wasn't a perfect day. It's not going to th- you know, knock me down and make me be like, well, I'll start again on Monday or I'll start again in January. Right? It'll be like, okay, today was a sucky day, but 
if this happens to me again, how do I improve, right? If my boss tells me I have to work past five and I plan to go to the gym at 5.30, how can I do, what can I do different on, on those kind of days? My kid gets sick. What can I do different? I, I get sick. What can I do different other than play the, what was me? See, this is what's supposed to happen. This is how life is. You know, And, and you all know everything you do that you do to, um, uh, beat yourself up. And it's like with this effort and the process that we start, we talked about in the last piece is that how do we create the success plan, right? So that we know what the steps are so that if a step gets missed or we kind of cheat a step or we skip a step, we're like, you know, the reason why it's not working right now is because we didn't do, we didn't track our protein. Um, We didn't hit the gym uh, three days a week, instead of going to the gym, we just went for walks. Right. So we start to like figure out like why things aren't working. And especially, and it comes down to why is it not working for you versus looking for this blanket? Like, well, Sally, she, she only walks and she looks fantabulous. Well, Sally could have a rock stellar metabolism, but you've yo-yo dieted your whole life. Right. Sally could just be one of those like natural unicorns out there that like, you know, she just like, walks past the weight machine and like, you know, muscle hops on her. God love her, those people. But that's what we have to start like looking at and find a community that is supportive. You know, I have a Facebook group, the Fit Girl Magic Society. And in that group, I'm sorry, the Fit Girl Fit Girl Magic. And in that group, that's the support group. Like we all talk about stuff, right? We have bad days. We have good days. You know, there's a girl, uh, Shonda, she always posts in there, about, you know, her workouts and everyone is always like, all right, you go, go, go. She moves from Hawaii back to the mainland and she's been having a little bit of trouble getting, you know, getting her groove back. And everyone's like, girl, you got this. And they're like her own cheerleader. I don't even have to cheer her on. I do. But like, I, there are other women who are there to just be that big support for her. And the last piece here is that, you know, this is one of the, um, this is one of the, the, the things I find interesting about people. And, you know, when I work with clients, I ask them this question. It's like, what motivates you, right? Are you motivated by motivated by a reward or you're motivated by a punishment? And so let me give you an example. So when I first started, um, uh, started working, doing like doing this work, um, I went to a seminar and the coach was talking about, you know, um, different clients, different ways to motivate clients to, you know, be consistent. And they said, clients are either motivated, can I speak? Clients are motivated by rewards or punishments. Oh my God, my voice totally sounded a little bit like, um, what do you call it? Bobby Brady <laughs> on that episode. And so a reward is, okay, if I go to the gym three days a week, I'm going to get a, a new pair of Lululemon pants. I'm going to... Um, buy myself something, right? So that's, that's reward. Reward except for food. Okay. You're not dogs uh, or lab rats. All right. So then the second piece is punishment. So punishment, if you think about um, a lot of these boutique cor- uh, boutique um, classes, if you don't cancel, you know, by a certain number of hours before the class, you get, um, you have to pay. And so that's, that's punishment. And that, that works for me. <laughs> There's plenty of spin classes that I didn't want to go to, but I did. I didn't cancel six hours before, so I had to like get my booty on that bike. 
Um, but the other punishment is I had a client when I told her about this, she's like, and you know, she went to a big box gym. It's so like, you don't really, you, you pay a blanket fee. And so she said, okay, all right. So if I tell myself I'm going to go to the gym on Wednesday morning at 7 a.m. and I don't go to the gym, I'm going to leave $20 on the street, $20 on the street for any rando to find it. And that's in, and that was like her incentive. You know, some people could be like $5, like whatever is going to be the incentive to get you to take the action, right? Rewards versus punishment. And you have to decide what is going to work best for you. Because here's the thing. What matters most is that you make the effort to become the best version of yourself. And and I hope that this episode has shown you that you got to do the work. You know, there are people who hire me and they're like, all right, just give me a meal plan. And think that if I just gave you a meal plan, like that immediately you're going to lose the weight. No, you're not going to get one. I don't give meal plans, right? I, I don't give meal plans. I need to understand you. I need to understand what's going on with you. And instead of handing you this blanket meal plan and setting you up for failure, I need to understand where you are right now. And then I work with you to figure out, okay, so let's focus in. And I'll be brutally honest. I Most people under eat protein. I'm like, okay, let's zero in. And you're just going to work on protein for the next 30 days. That's it, right? Everything else will come together if you just get up your protein number. And you won't be at, you won't feel as snacky if you just got up your protein number. Now, some of you are going to take that and be like, oh, I don't need a coach. But then there are going to be other behaviors that you're not consistent with. What in and you could do that for 30 days, 30 days. But I always ask, what is going to happen on day 31? Do you have the fortitude to then say, okay, I've added protein, what's next? Right? What's next? Because here's the thing: you need to get more creative with other things that maybe you're just holding the status quo quo. Maybe you aren't consistent with the protein or you're like, I I just don't know how to keep doing this. Like, I don't know what to do when I travel, right? That's what a coach does. We come in in the nuances. We point out your blind spots, you know, so that you're not always feeling like you're on the struggle bus because that sucks, right? The struggle bus sucks. So the goal here is to be 80% consistent. Like when someone tells me they're going to be on point, I'm like, Girl, you're just setting yourself up for failure. On point sucks. But if I say, you know, I'm going to be 80% on point. Perfect. Great. That gives you wiggle room because everyone needs to have a little fun in their diet because the harder you hold on to the diet, the day a fun food comes dancing across your across your path, you're going to go for it like a freaking shark to a seal. All right. And Here's where we just focus on the task at hand, right? So what's your um, your, your immediate goal? Like, what is the goal in the next 90 days? And I, a lot of my clients get so mad when I always like make them like come up with a goal because if you're like, oh, I just want to be healthy. Okay, great. But what is like, you? everyone wants something. I know it. Everyone wants something, but you're afraid to say. So in the next 90 days, like I'm going on vacation. So that's where I'm heading. That's where I'm focused on. Those are the questions I ask myself when I'm like, do I order the like greasy, cheesy, gooey thing? Or do I say, you know what? Today's a day that I didn't budget for having the greasy, cheesy, gooey thing. And I'm just going to have a salad with chicken on it. And no, I'm not going to have any alcohol. But then there are other days I'm like, you know what? Today is a 20% day and bring on the booze, bring on the gooey, cheesy, whatever it, it turns out to be. Because this requires us to shift from being a desperate dieter, going from plan to plan, program to program, to being a freedom fighter, to be able to say like, you know what? 
I deserve to have freedom in my diet. I deserve to have freedom in my life. And what would happen if you stopped those thoughts? What would happen? You know, what would happen if you had a strategy instead of having having it be hope? You know, what would what if we applied Ron Rivera's thoughts to weight loss and change? Imagine it's attitude, preparation, and effort. What if we just started taking one of those steps right now to move forward? And if that's and, and if that's something that you want to bring into your life, that you know it has to be different, you want to have you want it to be different, you're tired or like the iterations in your head of, you know, can I eat this on the menu? What's a good food? What's a bad food? I invite you to join me in the reboot refocus, you know, and we get to celebrate all of this, this mindset shift, all of this amazingness that we go through so that I'm no longer dieting. Like that's the end goal. Like I'm no longer dieting. I'm just eating to live a healthy lifestyle. And then I'm not thinking about, you know, I'm rebooting my thinking around what I should do. And I'm focused on what's possible and they are predictable. And that way I have predictable circumstances that are created by me, right? They're created by me so that I'm not looking for some external force to tell me, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. And I'm creating specific plans so for when, so that I can take action, so that I feel like I have some control, that I don't always feel like I'm starting from scratch every X number of months, hell, days, right? So the journey to effortless weight loss starts here. It's possible to reboot your mind from all the craziness that has been programmed into us over the the years and refocus ourselves so that we can become that freedom fighter, that person who's just like, you know what? I don't diet. And great. If that diet works for you, you're not like perking up and be like, maybe I need to change. You're like, you know what? That If that works for you, Katie, great. Rock on with your bad self. I'm over here doing me and me feels really good. All right, ladies, I would love to hear how this is resonating with you. Do me a favor, screenshot this and uh, post it to your stories and give me one takeaway that you had from this podcast. All right, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.